Okay, so everybody, so we're continuing with Igar and Haramban. Uh, hopefully, we're going to read on a little bit. But we're going to move back a little bit so we can move on. It's all one long sentence. So Ramban writes, As we discussed very extensively, he says, Remove all the matters of this world from your heart at the time of prayer. And prepare your heart in front of Hashem. Purify your, thro- your thoughts. And therefore, you will think about whatever you're going to say before you speak it, before it comes out of your mouth. So, and then he says, That's what you should do for your entire life, as long as you're breathing. With every matter, or maybe it means every word, meaning every word that you speak, you should make sure that you think about it before you speak it to make sure that the words are that are coming out of your mouth are appropriate, not just for tefillah, but whatever you speak, whatever comes out, make sure that your words are well thought out and well spoken. And then he says, and then he won't come to sin. Through this, your words, your speech, your actions, and your thoughts will all be yesharim, they'll all be straight. Wow, he describes the tefillah using five different adjectives. He says your prayer, the way they translate it here, is it will be pure, it will be clear, it will be sincere, and probably another word in the middle, clean, and pleasing to Hashem. So all these words are different forms of the tefillot being pure tefillot and being uh, untainted tefillot and being accepted in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shene'emar, the pasuk, Tachin libam, takshiv oz necha. So Hashem prepares our hearts to pay attention, to concentrate, and Hashem listens. Hashem is attentive to the Tefillot. Okay, so Ramban continues here with this um, idea of purifying one's thought. That's his main his main theme: purifying one's thoughts before the tefillah. Thinking about what you say, specifically when it comes to tefillah, before you speak, before you speak in the tefillah. And it sounds like, uh, in general, being well thought out, being well uh, before one speaks, and one won't, won't come to sin. And therefore, everything he does will be ashar, will be straight. His Prayer will be pure and will be untainted in front of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So he quotes right before he quotes here a very very interesting uh, pasuk based on really a midrash in the midrash in Shemot Rabbah quotes the following pasuk in Sefer Iov. So he's talking about the the Rabbi before is talking about the topic of having uh, pure prayers. So he quotes the pasuk in Sefer Iov. The pasuk says Alo Hamas bekapai. When Yov is talking about his innocence and the, the trying to understand the horrible punishments and the horrible suffering that he has undergone, so he quotes a so Yov says, "There is no injustice in my hands, and my prayer is pure. My prayer is pure." So similar to what the Ramban says, right? The Ramban clearly maybe alluding to this idea in uh, Sefer Yov, or maybe this Midrash. So the Midrash says that there, this implies, the fact that Eov refers to his tefillah as a pure tefillah, it implies that you can have a prayer that is pure, 
and a prayer that is impure, that is sullied, a dirty prayer. What, what's the difference? What makes the difference? What makes a tefillah into a pure tefillah? What makes a tefillah into an impure tefillah? So he says that if a man, if his hands are dirtied by dishonest business, dishonest gains, if he calls out to Hashem, Hashem turns away from his prayers. Because why? Because his prayers are tainted. It's very, very interesting. Pure prayer or impure prayer depends on how a person treats other people. Specifically, the Midrash refers to uh, business, because usually uh, the hands allude to a person's earnings, a person's business, the money that he makes. So if his hands are pure, his hands are clean, so then he comes in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and his prayers can be accepted. But if his hands are tainted, that's not called Tzfilah Zakah, that's not called a pure prayer. And his Hashem turns away from his prayers. So, but Eov, right, when Eov is describing himself, he says that his prayer was zakah, it was a pure prayer. He was honest, and his hands were clean. And that's how he comes to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, saying, my, my prayer is pure, so that it should be accepted. And trying to describe that his prayers were pure, when he came to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in prayer, in describing his, um, his innocence, so to speak, and, his, la- and his, not a, his lack of understanding for the um, punishment. There is... Um, he could, right before he continues that there's a halachic dispute regarding the nature of the obligation to pray daily. So Rambam, in his Sefer HaMitzvot, says that it's a mitzvah to write a mitzvah from the Torah to pray to Hashem every day. He quotes the pasuk, Va'avatem et Hashem elokeichem, you shall serve Hashem your God. There's another pasuk, Ul ovdo v'chol levavchem, somewhere else as well. And uh, we recite that in the Kriyashma every day, that the Gemara derives that the True, uh, here it's, uh, it's from just from the word that true service of Hashem is through prayer. However, Ramban, in his commentary on the Sefer HaMitzvah, he disagrees. And he says that there is no per se mitzvah from the Torah to pray. Now, why not? Uh, it seems to be there are verses to derive it from. It seems to be maybe he just thinks those verses are illusions, not actual sources. But why does Ramban oppose this concept of there being a mitzvah of prayer. So he says that tefillah, by its very nature, cannot be a mitzvah. It can't be a scriptural, a scriptural obligation. Script, scriptural obligation. Why? Because he says that tefillah is a spontaneous outpouring of the heart. A person feels he's in a time of difficulty, he's in a time of tsar, so then he pours out to his tefillah tashem, which actually, according to that, that case, according to Ramban, maybe a, a mitzvah. But the idea is that prayer is a gift from Hashem. Hashem in His kindness allows the Jewish people to cry out whenever they need Him. And they rest assured that He'll answer, their, that Hashem will answer their tefillot. So the idea is that, a, that we can't say something is a mitzvah if it's not a function of a person's being obligated to do it, but rather it's a function of a spontaneous necessity that a person has. A person, they're in a situation and they feel like they want to call out to Hashem to praise Him, to ask for things, to thank Him for things. So that's not a mitzvah. Mitzvah implies it's something that's commanded, something that you have to do. But something that comes as a, a, an expression of the heart, that a person stands in front of Hashem and he, he pours out his heart to Hashem and Hashem allows us to call out to Him whenever we need Him and to be confident that Hashem will respond to our sincere prayers, that can't be qualified as a commandment. That comes as um, a, a description of a human experience and the Ramban, therefore, does not count in his account of the 613 commandments of the Torah. Okay, Bezra Hashem, in the next year we will continue uh, with a few more inyanim related to tefillah, and then Bezra Hashem, we're going to get towards the conclusion of the 
Sefer. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Kol Tov.